0: What's well, so up? To the final week of Nothing But Facts live stream for the year of 2022. It's been a blessed year, and it's really been our first year, right? I mean, when did we start this? Um, we started the, I believe... Summer, I think. Oh, no, no, January. Actually, no, 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 no. Last semester while I was in
1: school. Yeah. Spring semester.
0: I was going to... Yeah, so so uh, we, we acquired this building. We did this whole uh, studio, and this is our, the end of our first calendar year. And we got Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, then we're off for a solid nine days until we get back in the early uh, days of January, because we're going for Almora for Youth. One of our programs is Omra for Youth. To me, it's one of the best programs, one of the most important programs. And It's, it's our a- first one. It's a pilot program. We've, we run, we're running three, four pilot programs simultaneously. I mean, this podcast itself is, we're, we're experimenting and learning as we go. The um, uh, Soup Kitchen just finished its first pilot year. And Dar al-Fatih is in its first pilot year. So, mashallah, just with that, we came out of COVID and Allah has given us the chance to, to, to earn some, some good deeds. Hopefully we can earn our forgiveness from our, from our mistakes and our bad deeds because of that. And it'd be a purification for us and for everybody who's involved. Uh, what else are we going to do with our time? Now, part of our, we, we, when we have a lot of work in the dean, it's very important to balance that out. It's very, very important to balance out work with with some unwinding. And that's what we did yesterday at our children's program. Our our, our farm system starts when you're in first grade. You can come into a program called Safina Saidi Next Gen, where we teach you the orad, and we teach these kids some basic adab. And we teach them some basic fiqh. They learn the ratib, the 99 names. They do that every week. And then they learn basic tahara and salah. They learn how to recite the Qur'an. And they learn stories of the prophets. And uh, last week we had a lot of parents asking if the game was going to be broadcast. So we ended up coming up with a conclusion where we're going to broadcast half the game, second half. And we all went to the gym. And that's where we are today on the day after what looked to be just a run-of-the-mill, boring 2 nothing victory for Argentina, and turned out to be the game of the ages. In our life in Dawah and Ibadah, there has to be a time for a little bit of unwinding, and I know many American shayukh who are uh, who do uh, agree with me on that, and who do engage in that, and they're people who I view them to be superior to me, so I take examples from them, and my, they're my hujja. So it turned out to be really the game of the ages in which really you never know what's going to happen because off the bat i said this is a waste of time it's going to be an argentina party the whole way through and no way messi is giving up a two goal lead right but the point of the the game is that it's long right and moods change in the middle of a game and this one dragged on and 10 minutes of a lead, 20 minutes of a lead, 30 minutes of a lead. They had a two-goal lead from, like, the 32nd minute. And now we're enter about to enter the 80th minute, and that's when everything changed. And became one of those events where it's like, wow, I'm actually glad that I saw it. And around the 90th minute mark, uh, that's when our gym started to fill up with some of the Dhuhr Musallis, who came in after, before and after Dhuhr, to, to watch the game as we broadcast it on overhead on the wall. And it was, without a doubt, the best uh, game. And why do I think about that? Because Qatar took a lot of flack. And then they stood their ground. And what did Allah give them? The best World Cup final ever. Right? You can't separate these two things. There's no way, even I had a youth tell me, a youth told me, they took a lot of hits to stand for their belief in Allah's rules. These aren't our rules. These are Allah's rules. So we expect a reward back. We can expect a reward back from him. And that reward came in the what, where it mattered. It came in something. It's not like you, you're going to sacrifice this and you get your reward eons later in the judgment day or, or or the gas prices go down. No, they got the reward in the matter itself that they sacrificed. Sacrificed uh quite a bit and they were mocked by uh western journalists um, which who cares about them anyway their country their civilization's in big trouble but nonetheless they were mocked worldwide they went off gave beckham 150 million dollars to to promote which is just ridiculous i mean seriously you have money to waste you gave that that guy who can do you ever hear him talk have you ever heard david beckham talk no He's a British superstar and footballer no, f- from my country generation. Country. Okay, no, no. But, oh, no, I do, I do. Yeah, David Beckham, he's, uh, I mean, he was a great player, but you ever hear him talk, the guy is just a regular dude. I mean, he's a great player. He didn't even do anything for them. He refused because he didn't want to get involved in the LGBT stuff. But Qatar took a shot, and they took it hard. And what's the result? You got the greatest World Cup final game literally ever. OK, ever and by unanimous decision, OK, where this game was done and the 79th minute and within 90 seconds of playing time, this thing was tied up and we had a whole new game. When they when they scored the, the PK, the first PK at 79th minute, I was like, OK, at least we got a game, right? At least we got something to see the rest of them maybe They'll have a push. They might hit a post. I didn't think they were going to tie it, but boom, this guy. And I'm just saying just as a, as an athlete the guy is a beast and he's the best after messi he's the best in the world right now what's his face mbappe he is the best in the world he is he played like such a champion and he went in there uh, got that second goal which was a beauty and then in the extra time messi scores and you're like what a storybook ending this is like this is his career that's it this is the finale and he scores the et goal the game winner And you're like, this is it. And there's finally like 90 seconds left on the clock for extra time to be over. And France has one more push. You know how hard it is to get a goal in soccer, right? It's not like hockey where you're only taking it up one, two passes and within three seconds, you're in the zone, throw it on net, make a mess and the little puck might go in the net, right? Or basketball, boom, a lob, a shot and it could go in. Or baseball where you're never against time, you're just against outs, or football, where you can have one throw at six points. It takes a lot. They end up getting a corner kick. And again, Mbappe, uh, with his aggressiveness, causes a free kick shot to the elbow and a penalty kick, I mean. And he gets it. I just could not believe what I'm seeing. I, everyone had the same reaction. So uh, that was good. The, the, the difference ended up being the goalies. That's really the difference between the two teams. So uh, the difference was, was that Ler- Larisse which was the only true frog on the pitch, to be honest with you. The rest was the African Union. Uh, they should call the France the French uh, uh, migrants, okay? That should be their team name instead of the uh, Roosters or whatever they are, the Cox or the Roosters or whatever. Uh, they're the migrants, right? It's this French-African Union and Larisse the goalie, and he was the worst player on the field, to be honest with you. He lost it for them. He's the only true frog on the team, a, a true Frenchman on the team, and he was the one who... Was the weakest link, if we're going to be honest. The other guy, Martinez, he saved the game in extra time, where it was like a one-on-one. He didn't, the, the French player didn't have much of a shot, but he got a leg on it, and the goalie made an amazing save. And then they go into the, the PKs, and the difference is the goalie. So that was the only difference between these two clubs. And Giroud played terrible. He got yanked. Griezmann didn't show up. He got yanked in the 40th minute. And on top of that, the French, they had to play with their road uniforms, which are terrible uniforms. All this, like, navy blue, like a uniform that was had zero creativity in it, right? And it was not even a nice navy. Like, the U.S. American Navy is a royal navy. It's nice. This was like someone just picked a hex code, right? On the, you ever see the color palette? Someone just threw any blue, and that's it. So they had a terrible uniform on. And if they had some white and red, maybe they'd get some fire and wouldn't have been down the whole game. But anyway, it was it was truly like a, one of those things where you're just like, all right, what's well, for the kids? Uh, or you're going to watch it, or at least I'm watching it with my family. It's one of those. But it turned out to be something that uh, was quite a sight. And I'm happy for Qatar. Um, and I don't care if they get any love from Western journalists. I mean, their opinion really means nothing. They just get a lot of, they get a lot of noise. So that, that's our first segment and just a comment that you had to comment on that because it was, it was, it was an amazing thing to see. Okay. Um, There's a tweet that I want to read from a sister who I truly, too, honestly don't know anything about. Um, But her name is Believers Hub. I follow her Instagram page. I I, I recommend you all to follow it because she says some serious things. Okay. Okay. Let's see what she says here. Uh, she says here that when women talk about fighting for their rights for feminism, she asks, "Are you fighting for the first, second, third or fourth wave claims?" Like, wh- Which one do you want?" And she's saying that this is basically, as soon as they feminists get the rights of the fourth wave, they will invent a fifth wave. Which brings up the question: where does anything end? like where does anything end anything that has a moral claim really won't know where it's going to end that's the point here the point that i'm adding to this the zoom out any claims husband's rights women's rights men's rights workers rights whatever right rights justice is always based on morality if morality doesn't have a peg where do you stop right where does this stop that's the question, whether it's for feminism or, 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 or otherwise, right? And she's got a lot of uh, back and forth here and discussions, okay? Um, somebody responds back. She says that it would be best to explain why the activism in this sort of thing typically involves a lot of toxic as well as impermissible behavior for us Muslims, Okay. They're not going to be convinced by any argument that feminism is bad. She replied back, great point. I see why this approach is useful in the future posts. I will uh, break these down. Okay, so where is it? It, There's no point in any ism uh, for a Muslim to have to join any ism because we are only going to support whatever our Sharia would support. And we're going to be against whatever our Sharia would be against. So, there's no need for a Muslim to ever join any ism about morality or justice. Right? So, someone says, Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm a Muslim feminist. Okay, so w- which part of feminism are you gonna adopt? And then they tell you, Well, the parts that match with Islam. Well, then why don't you just call it Islam? Right? The Muslims' rights in Islam, right? So, but th- that's the case for everything. Socialist, the same thing. I'm a Muslim socialist. Well, what do you support? Whatever in Islam that socialism matches with. Well, then why don't you just call it Islam? So we do not, ha- Muslims should never join any ism. Now, you can take reminders and they could they could spark your, um, there's no problem in the idea that the Muslim, that, that they could spark your imagine your, your uh, not imagination, but um, your awareness. That's the word. So feminism came and it sparked awareness that there are women's uh, rights not being given to them. And then you go within Islam and look at these rights. And say, hold on a second, it's my right to do this, that, and the other. Okay, It's my right um, uh, to have that. And, and, I'd, and, and now you're going to bring it in a way that is appropriate to the Sharia. So you can't, when you look at a set of ideas, you're not just looking at the ideas, it's also the manner by which we express these ideas. Okay, And for a lot of the Muslim brothers, let's say, Because I know that the immediate response is, hold on a second, let's look at the podcast bro type of guys. And they're not exactly using Islamic uh, akhlaq either. Okay, uh, two wrongs don't make a right, right? And deflecting one wrong, it doesn't change, you know, what we're talking about. So if you want to talk about those guys, though, let's shift to that. So segment number two is over. Segment number three. A lot of these, these guys, I have to say, some of these these podcasters, Ryan, where I were talking about it the other day, and then Ryan at Vicker Night, I was talking about with Karim Sheikh Murad, Sohaib, and I have a different take on a lot of these ref- refutation videos. I believe these guys have revolutionized entertainment. Islamic entertainment has been revolutionized, whether they know it or not. Okay. What was it? It was at some point, somebody had sent me a link and with a million smiley faces and laughing, laughing faces. And I got home and I was like, all right, no one's awake. I'm heating up my dinner. And I just clicked on it, which I always tell myself, I'm never clicking on this garbage. Reaction to the reaction to the reaction of so-and-so who calls, who has now made a declaration Abu so and so cartoon character with a superman name right wallahi well, alazim cartoon characters who have reinvented islamic entertainment cuz you go in with the guys that I'm not wasting time I'm seeing what is right and wrong with the ummah you click on the video and it's a cartoon character essentially with a, a fake name abu so and so all right uh, super, uh da'wah man imagine right imagine if i go when we visited tarim and visit Habib Omar and said, uh, Habib, I-, I am known now as Dhikr Man. He's Salawat Man. And we're all the Dhikr bros, right? But we now know our move by these names, right? He he would look at, I think he would just be a blank. <laughs> Habib <laughs> is Abu Khalwa. Yeah, I mean, what? <laughs> so uh, you talk, Habib Sayyid, our guy Habib Sayyid here. But, I mean, it's, sort, it's cartoon characters. So you go in. And you click on the video, you can't believe what you're hearing. Abu so and so has declared such and such, our former old Salafi friend, to be from the Kowarage. I have declared him to be from the Kowarage. Declaration? Are you a Secretary of State or something? <laughs> right? What declaration is this? Out of your apartment that you're leasing for one thousand dollars? Right? The camera is worth more than your rent. I'm a, a declaration as if he's from he's a state. I mean, if Islamics, if ISIS made a declaration, I'd probably worry because they killed people in the past. But you on a YouTube channel, he has declared. Oh, but asterisks. I have not declared his blood to be haram. First of all, you should be taking Arabic classes. That's the first thing. OK, you have not declared his blood to be haram or oh, sorry, his blood to be halal. Wait, what are you talking about? What is are you the Department of Justice for the Khalifa? Are you the secretary of, uh, of justice? Are you the minister of justice, the chief judge? Okay, so religiously, he is from the Khawarij. What does that mean exactly? Should I unsubscribe to his page? What, what's the impact, right? Uh, what impact is that declaration gonna have on real life? It's entertainment. They don't mean it to be entertainment, which makes it more entertaining that people actually believe in this. And then, like Habib said, it's a rabbit hole that has no end. You, you click on it, and then all the other videos. Reaction to the declaration. Reaction that says my blood is halal. What is this blood is halal business, right?
1: Reaction to his non-reaction.
0: Yeah, rea- reaction to his YouTube video. And then one guy, huh, so-and-so. And this is the these, first you thought all this lunacy is in England. It's reached America, right? Oh, so-and-so. You have just what stapped me. Right, don't pretend we don't talk. I WhatsApped you. You didn't reply to my WhatsApp, and here's a screenshot. And come right now and meet me. And let's face this like men. Wait a second. He's in. You're in England. The guy's in America. Isn't there an ocean between the two of you guys? What is this? Come and meet me and let's discuss this, Chawaraj. I'm telling you, I, I just couldn't stop laughing. Right, and I had to just treat this as, because you know, you justify you when you when you realize I just wasted. 20, 30 minutes of my life, right? Yeah, I'm tired, I'm eating, and it's the end of the day, and I plot, put this time, this is where my, I deflate my brain at the end of the day, but how do I justify this, right? <laughs> and you start thinking, well, how do I justify what I just spent? It's, it's entertainment, right? It has, rep- it's a role, this has got nothing on this, nothing. And this is so-and-so's refutation, and then the reaction to his refutation it doesn't end until the point that as you keep going down the YouTube uh, logori- algorithm, you realize that there's histories. These two used to be best buddies. Now they're against each other. And it's all because they went to the conference. And so-and-so, he said something about uh, the Saudis. And he was defending the Saudis. What do you defend the Saudis for, right? Uh, do anything to you? For you? Oh, no, no, no. Because a guy in the united states who makes a comment that the saudis did something haram it may be feared that this might spark a revolution in saudi arabia with great social discord and this revolution is kharijism and is haram what where are you getting that there used to be an insurance commercial that was comedy basically that said something like why you need to get the right insurance policy, why you need to buy our insurance policy. Because if you wake up and there's no coffee, right, you might be in a bad mood. If you're in a bad mood and you get behind the wheel and someone cuts you off, then you you honk at them. Then you chase them down and then you end up uh, having a car chase and then you crash. It's like, you know, the absurd uh, domino effect. That's the commercial. The, The comedy of the commercial is the absurd domino effect. That's what these people are saying. You in America, if you say that the Saudis did something haram, then you may be leading to great rebellion. What world? What world? So uh, it's honestly, it's honestly the the a revolution. They honestly should get an award. And I'm suggesting the best Wahhabi reaction video award. I'm telling you, they should, every calendar year, we got to see who got the most likes. And these guys should get an award because they're entertaining us as Muslims, right? And if you're ever one of these people, or you know somebody who watches this stuff, I got uh, Just tell them you, you can watch it, no problem. Let the guy make a buck; they're semi-employed anyway. Let them make a dollar from YouTube, and treat it as sadaqah of your time, and that's the cost of the entertainment. But view it as entertainment, okay? Because it's the reaction video of the reaction of the reaction now. And some Harun showed me three reactions. No, you gotta be kidding me, guys. You cannot possibly you cannot possibly have a reaction of reaction of reaction. Oh my gosh. May Allah guide us and them. Right? And I
1: found something good on YouTube. Yeah.
0: What yeah. did you find?
1: It's a pretty funny thing. Like uh you know who Abu Toba is?
0: Another cartoon character. He's, like, his Which Toba is this? The one teaching at
1: Jumeir?
0: I love him. I'm watching those videos. The, him, teacher. I genuinely love. Yeah. I don't know what they say about him, or if he's involved in this this uh, nah, cartoon stuff. But I genuinely love that man. It's entertainment. If he I, grammar I,
1: entertainment.
0: It's grammar entertainment. <laughs> him, him, I genuinely love this brother whose name is Toba. and he is so genuine and sincere in my view. I don't know what his aqidahs, beliefs are. He I don't. He
1: jabs a Sufi super hard. He
0: jabs a Sufi, yeah, Sufi it's super. Hard. It's funny. I, but. You can't stop laughing even when he goes at the Sufis. He said, oh, they're Sufis. And I went to Egypt and I saw them rolling down the hills, right? <laughs> Doing cartwheels and playing flutes, right? Uh, uh, and, and having flags, waving the flags of the Prophet Muhammad Wasallam at the Mawlid. And first thing I'm thinking, hold on a second. Um, I've never seen an, an, an Egyptian do a cartwheel. That's the first thing. But secondly... Is it haram? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> is it haram to do a cartwheel down the street? Even if someone, but the way he talks is so funny. And he went through a serious mihna and a tribulation that put him in jail for four years. And he came out of it, in my view, like a champion. He came out of it and he said, I need, a ther- I need therapy. And I was like, oh, where are we going now? Where are we going? He said, and the therapy is the book of Allah. He went to Canada. He signed up for a Quran school and he put himself down and... Re- uh- recited the quran for four years learning different Ahruf and that was his therapy i think that's what he said four years i love that man abu toba i don't know uh much about like his actual teachings but i could tell you when i see him uh when i see him online it's ikhlas 100 percent. and he keeps it real like a new yorker look who we have here we got guests ammar brother of ammar also known as abdullah is that right you moved to Texas? Yes. You guys look like twins as you grow older. You're looking like twins. All right, what's happening here? What's, what you up to? Ahmed Yusuf, Abdullah, brother of Amar, and the original copy. Amar, also known as uh, finding uh, Where's Waldo? The, 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 the Muslim, Where's Waldo? Uh, folks, we got a guest here. He's the Muslim, Where's Waldo? That's your mic. You just missed a segment. On uh, the reaction to the reactions to the reaction. Listen, every group has some weird things. The Sufis, you know what their books are? The Mystical Secrets of the Secrets of the Secrets. Yes, yes. Right? The side, the yeah, that's what it is. Okay. And then you, by the way, you go to those books, wow, what is the Mystical Secret of the Secret of the Secret? And you look, it's like making wudu properly. That's, <laughs> that's the secret, right? Okay. Now, uh, uh, or the Sheikh called me in and we went into a cave and the cave led to another cave and then there was a man who was glowing. And he said, make wudu properly. <laughs> <laughs> right? <Yeah, exactly. laughs> Isn't <Right>? that <exactly laughs> what, what it is? That was a Morocco trip. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Now, and then, and then the, uh, our brothers on the other side, they don't have the secret to the secret, but they have the reaction video of the takfir of the reaction <laughs> video of the declaration of kharajism from the reaction video of the reaction video who said his blood is halal. <laughs> uh, wallahi radeem, you guys in England, you are something else. Okay, You guys are something else. And it, but it's spilled over here. Right. And they're putting YouTube videos back and forth, challenging each other. Come and fight me. Come and meet me. And I'm like, what's come and meet you? Come on. There's an ocean between the two of you. It's so <laughs> easy to write a, a, a YouTube video <laughs> like that. Now, here's my thing. Like when you go and you make a video like that to somebody. What happens when you see him at Hajj? You ever think about that? That yeah, so so, that's so weird, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. So like here you are walking, the uh, meet me at gate, uh, going the to the gates of the Kaaba, and that's uh, the Haram, and they all meet at these different gates, and you see somebody who you have an online beef with. That's why it's not smart to have an online beef with with another pious Muslim, right? Because does
1: you're going to. How does he do Cause it? Because like he he will if someone a scholar makes a mistake publicly, he'll post a video about it. But you know, like, this guy, like, Shake does doesn't have a phone or, like, yeah. doesn't manage his account. So, like, there's no back and forth because he just said yeah. something. And you know that he doesn't even upload the video himself or he doesn't manage. Yeah, he's still account. removed. That. He a, yeah, it's just an imam or something, you know?
0: Who's there? Come on up. Who is that? Who, who, who wants to talk to us? Change the window. This is the... Construction. All right. You change the window. Can he change the window after the the thing, or d- can he make noise? Yeah. Yeah. So it, just give us an hour. Give us two hours, actually. Two hours, because we have Matthew, intro to Malikific after this. You can't cold call and change our windows. You can't cold call that, right? You can't just pop in. Sorry to say that. Are you here for the week? I'm here until. What Friday about the morning. shuttle
2: bus? I'm here until Friday morning. So then Friday morning, hop on
0: the shuttle bus, and then. Did you sign up? Via, for the shuttle bus. So a... you can pay your ticket.
2: I've have, I've have, I have a plane ticket. That's all I have.
0: Uh, go on the WhatsApp group, click on the button, and pay for your ticket, your shuttle bus ticket. I need to get into the WhatsApp group. You're not even in the WhatsApp group. <laughs> yeah.
2: Inshallah, we'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll figure it out. It's easy, alhamdulillah. Now, alhamdulillah. listen, this, so so that's segment three. You guys missed that, that segment. Segment one, we talked about, recap, of that epic, beyond epic, Qatar got gift a gift of that epic uh, final, which there are never going to be a final like that again. No, no. 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 And Mbappe not, yeah. is already a legend. Forget <laughs> his personal life, which is ridiculous, which is disgusting, <laughs> actually. But forget that. Okay, you're such a champ, and that's what you're going for. I told, I said, man, re- consult with me, please, when you're going to go do zina like that, right? So you don't do, yeah. it's disgusting the, what he's going. But on the pitch, the guy's a legend, and he's not even started his career, to be honest, right? That's true. Yes. He's very young. He's not even started. He's the Derek Jeter, the Tom Brady of football. He's born in the World Cup, yeah. right? Like Derek Jeter's born in the in the World Series, right? First year. How many years times did he miss the the playoffs? like two, three times, and it's the whole playoffs. This guy, Brady, same thing. Oh, my gosh, Brady, what the heck is he doing? Oh, Go God. kidnap him and tell him t- for your own good, kidnap this guy and get. don't let him play football anymore. It's just it's, it's like he's – is he betting against his own team? How do you have four turnovers in one quarter? I didn't even watch the game.
1: He's good, though.
0: He himself is good, but he's playing so bad.
1: I saw a game at this pizza shop I was at the other day, like a couple weeks ago, and he like. He ripped it
0: up in Germany. He tore up. He tore his opponent apart in Germany, but he stunk after that. And last week it was a a disaster. Um, so that's Mbappe. That's what he is, right? Secondly, our second thing was Believers Hub. We talked about uh, her tweets. If you don't follow her Instagram, follow her Instagram. You will get a good. set of uh, critiques of a lot of the nonsense. And really, to be honest with you, it's stuff that a lot of guys wanna say but can't. But she's a woman, so she could say, it, mm. right? Uh, criticism of feminism. No, no, I support women's rights all the way, and we all have to talk uh, that, but we have to hide inside of ourselves what we think is, is toxic and terrible. But she could say, it, so that's it. So support her for, to be able to say that stuff. Third segment was about this entertainment of the refutation of the refutation of the refutation. And now we get to our fourth segment of the evening, uh, of the podcast, of the episode. And that's a serious business now, so we're going to have to flick a switch and get serious about uh, the subject that we're reading here. And that is that we're going to read a passage or two from the tafsir of the Qur'an, Tafsir al-Baghawi, al-Tanzil, which is really the best tafsir in my opinion, because it's both a summary, but you always learn something new. It's not too summarized like siyultis, mm-hmm. jalalain. There's, no, there's not a lot of meat on the bones in that tafsir. Or others that are so voluminous, there's never a point to pick it up and look at it because it's too voluminous. You're not going to read anything. So this one is right in the middle. And he gives you everything. He gives you qiraat. He gives you lughat. He gives you rulings. He gives you ma'arif. He gives you uh, spiritual insights. He gives you sirah. A little bit of everything. So, surat al-mudathir. Is Makia. It's Situ Khamsoon Ayah. It's uh, six and fifty verses, fifty-six verses. Akhbarana Abdul Wahid ibn Ahmad Al Malihi, Akbarana Ahmad ibn Abdullah Naimi, Akhbarana Muhammad ibn Yusuf, Haddatana Muhammad ibn ismail Haddatana Yahya, Haddatana Wakiyah, an Ali ibn al Mubarak, An Yahya ibn Ebi kathir Qara Sa Altu Aba Salama, and A ibn Abdul Rahman and Awali Manazalamin al Quran. What was the first revelation of the quran he says he, he said now remember this is early in islam so common knowledge is not all there right it's not like everybody knows everything so he says hold on i thought i heard the people saying the first revelation is so abu salama said i asked jabber abdullah about that okay so what we all take for granted as common knowledge was not common back then okay and i said what you said so Jabir says, "La I am not telling you, Jabir Abdullah. Of course, he's a companion. I am not telling you about anything except what the Prophet وسلم, told me. "Qala kala bima hadathana Rasulullah الله عليه "Qala jawartu shahran." "Fala qadayt jawari habtut." "Fanudid." "Fanazartu an an I was called. Someone said, Ya Muhammad. The Prophet looked around, did not see anything. Right, left, front, center. I lifted my head up. And فرأيت Khadija alayya ma I looked up and I saw something amazing. Clearly, it's Jibreel. So I ran to Khadijah and I said, cover me up. And put cold water on me. And then the verse was revealed. <laughs> so that is, we have two, three hafaz here. MashaAllah. I'm sitting with three hafaz. Let me get some of that barakah real quick. Boom. Some of that barakah real quick. Boom. There we go. So that is the first narration. Of course, that's a narration. And what is the sound statement? The sound statement, of course, is that Surah Iqra. Uh, the first five verses of Surah Al-Alaq is the correct, uh, it was the first revelation. Ya'ir al-Mudathir came later. And Ya'il al muzammil came after. Those are Layl and Qumfandir. And that's what gives us ilm, suluk, da'wah. The, the, the manhaj that we follow is knowledge, followed by ibadah, followed by da'wah, or spread it to others, Okay. And those were the first two revelations. Iqra' represents seeking knowledge. Qum al-layl get up at night and pray, it represents spiritual development. Purify yourself and worship Allah. Sanctify your, your nafs, meaning remove all of its flaws and add in it all the virtues. You do that through Ibad and draw near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then uh, Faander, get up and 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 uh warn people, which means give da'wah, be part of your community and bring them something good. Jabir ibn Abdullah said, Samia Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Alright, yuhaddith an fetrat al wahi. So that's the correct the clarification. So that what the Jabir was talking about was the gap in the wahi after Iqra. Mm-hmm. Then there was a long gap in the wahi. Then he saw Jibreel. And then he went down and he said, and dathiruni. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's the correct narration. So hadithu an fetra t'ilwahi. That's the missing word. The fatra, ra and tamarbuta is the gap in uh, the revelation. And why was there a gap in the revelation? Well, number one, it's actually to prove to the messenger that it's not something he created with his own mind. Because some people might think that. Like, if you spend a lot of time in a cave, all alone, and then you see something amazing, you might attribute that to all my time spent alone, I'm spending all this time alone. It just, it sort of, I created it without realizing it in my mind, mm-hmm. right? And not to say that the prophet ever thought that, but someone might think that a critic say, "Yeah, you go spend that much time, you're going to hallucinate." And what you really want, you'll start seeing it as a hallucination. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, then why? Then he should be able to recreate it, right? And he spent more time alone, waiting for the revelation and didn't didn't come. So that's actually a proof. That it wasn't from him, it's not something that you could recreate. To the point that he was so upset that he thought maybe he did something wrong. And they were made fun of him. They said, "Where's oh your your jinn? Where's your shaitan? Inna qad qalaak. Your shaitan had left you. He's abandoned you. He hates you. That's why Surah al duha came, uh, uh, came down as a revelation to show that." Your Lord has not abandoned you, nor does He hate you. They said, "Muhammad, stop, stop getting these revelations. His God abandoned him and hates him." Yeah, so that's why Surat al duha came down. So all the there are many fatratas of Wahid. This was the big one. This was the big one. The other fatra of Wahid was regarding the cave, or the three questions that were asked, and then Surat al kahf came down after 15 days. They made fun of him in that. They said, "Oh, well, you can't live up to the challenge." Okay. Then the third fatrah was the fatrah of Surah An-Nur, in which Sayyid Aisha was accused, and the Prophet's family was basically accused of all these these uh, uh, fahisha, and it was a great scandal. That was one month. right? And what made her innocent? The Qur'an made her innocent. It's not like some witness came and said, no, she has an alibi. No, the Qur'an made her innocent. So if the Prophet is the author of the Qur'an, why would he wait? for 30 days, right, to make her innocent. You make, it, make up the verse right then and there on the spot. So all of these fatarat are for the greater purpose of confirming to the Meccans, to the people, and giving them all a sense that this revelation is truly out of the Prophet's hands. It's not his. If he was, why would he cause pain to himself like this? Okay. ya ayyul الْمُدَّثِرْ Kumfa Mecca. Uh, hey, warn the kuffar of Mecca and that warning means nothing from a stranger it only means something if your reputation is established and the reputation of the Prophet of truthfulness and that he's worthy to be he's someone of upright character that is worthy to be a leader it's not just that you're rightful truthful in yourself you and your whole political uh, societies are political by nature so your tribe has to have the, the, the credibility to be the leaders. So the Prophet ﷺ's tribe was established, and his lineage was established by his grandfather, Abdul al-Muttalib. Many people don't, they just know, okay, Abdul al-Muttalib, and he dug the well up, all right, that's a nice little story. It's not a nice little story. That was massive. That, and then the birds came, all right, another nice little story. No, it's not a nice story. It's, that's what made Abdul al-Muttalib the legend of Quraysh before the Prophet was even conceived. On the earth, the poor. The prophet was born. His grandfather was already deemed the legend, the greatest chief that Quraysh has ever had, and he was unquestioned because of the well. He was unquestioned. Then the treasure came out of that. They didn't question him. Then Abraha came. By that time, he was already an unquestioned leader, whereas most leaders are not unquestioned. You're 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 you're, you're envied by others. They were. They Khalas, had put him at a level untouchable. He's the goat. Right, yeah. Like when your peers tell you that, then you're truly the goat. Right? There's no debate on whether, when, when you're truly a goat, there's no debate. Otherwise you're a debatable goat. Mm-hmm. But he was already no debate on him. He's chosen by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Mm-hmm. And many people don't know the story that they, they knew how to divide up a treasure. When they discover a treasure, they had rules. Quraysh had rules how to divide it up. They didn't have rules how to divide up a spring. So they had to go to an arbitrator. On the way to the arbitrator, they all got lost and they were all set to die. So they said, oh, let's all dig our graves and just die. So we can die with respect. You just push the person in when he dies, push him into his grave. So everyone dig your grave while you have any energy left. While they're digging their graves, Abdul Mutalib said, why would we um, die waiting to die? Why don't we die trying to live? Let's get up and just try trying to live. It's more noble. They all said, yes, you're the chief. You're our chief. And you've said something wise again. So they all got up. And then as soon as his camel got up, another spring came forth. (laughs) So they survived. So they said, while they're drinking, they said, hold on a second. We don't need arbitration. This was the arbitration. Mm -hmm. Right? So you decide how to divide it up. And he said that we'll be the custodians of it. And another family will be the distributors. Mm -hmm. So that's how he defeated up, the spring. So... When they came back, they said, "Oh, did you go for arbitration?" He said, "No, Allah arbitrated, and he he sided with Abdul Muttalib, full, full Our whole lives are to him. Okay, so he's already the legend of Quraysh. Then Abraha comes years later when he's already Sheba. He's already an old man with a gray beard, and he's the legend already. And another miracle happens because he's he he's the one who makes the decision. Everyone leave. Just let him let him go. Capitulate. Let them, let them all go and let Allah to, to, to protect his house. And it happened. If they had not listened to him, they would have been killed because the pellets came all around that area. And because they listened to him, they survived. So when the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi is now a child, this legend is putting the Prophet on his pillow and on his lap and saying, announcing to everybody, he's going to have a great affair. This boy is going to have a great affair. So when the Prophet lives now 40 years, to add to that, that his reputation is solid in terms of honesty, in terms of trustworthiness, those are the two main things, and in terms of being moral, upright, now you have no excuse. So on that backdrop, after all that, what we today call street cred, right, all that credibility, all that uh, um, reputation, then he gives the warning to Quraysh. So you can't just walk up to I can't just walk up to New Brunswick, oh you oh people, I warn you, right? And you have to enter Islam. If they walk right by me, they have full right to do so. Whereas I can't, I wouldn't be able to come, let's say, to my own community where people know me and say something like that, you have to listen, right? So uh, that's the concept and idea of ender. Get up, warn your people because you have the credibility. Two lifetimes. The whole lifetime of Abdul Muttalib and the 40 years of the Prophet lived. Two lifetimes back to back. So that father from son, a young man will say, well, who's this Muhammad? Well, oh, the father will say, oh, he's this his grandson of Abdul Muttalib. Well, who's Abdul Muttalib? Well, we all know who he is. He is the legend, right? So we should, there's no excuse to reject his warning. Okay, And that's the idea. So the first thing is that, now you ask yourself, why not get up and say, hey Quraysh, I have a great reward for you because a great reward is something you could take or not take. that's why it doesn't affect you. Someone says hey there's 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 coupons here to give out to everybody. it's not something that is going to move me. I may want to cash it in I may not I may not I may want a reward in the afterlife I may not but the prophet I comes as I'm warning you of eternal hellfire it's a strong visual that you can't avoid All right you have to you have to talk, to negotiate with this you have to interact with this you have to to to, to recognize it because this is a problem it's, if i go and i tell everybody you have eternal paradise okay if i want it i want it if i don't want it i don't want it there's no fear here forcing me to do anything but when you say there is a hellfire it's force okay and the meaning that the idea that allah ta'ala he is not in willing he does not desire as ridda is not, not please him to torture his creation. That's exactly why he's telling them the punishment. So if you're going in a road and the roadways, they don't want you falling into a hole. They put a sign up punishment or a hole in the street five miles away, then one mile away, then 5,000 feet away, then 1,000 feet, then 500 feet, cones now you start seeing. Because there's a hole, but they don't want you to fall. They want you to veer off away from that lane. Okay? That is what that is. The, how you should view the fire. He wants you to view oh, off the lane of sinful behavior and wrong beliefs. So he's telling you well in advance and giving you so much time. Contrast that now with my enemy. If I dig a hole for my enemy, I don't tell him it's a hole. And in fact, I make it look like a normal road. So, because I want him to fall into it. So Allah, He's not pleased. He does not want. Want in terms of being content with, being pleased with, them being punished. That's why he's telling us of this punishment. You should feel grateful. The atheist will say, well, why did God create punishment in the first place? Because he knows human nature. You're not going to move without it. And you're given free will. Do you want free will or not? Like the comedian, he says, why do you pray to a God who didn't stop the Holocaust? You want him to stop the Holocaust. That means you want him to interfere right but then again you want free will so what is the difference between free will we could do what we want if you if it's free will we, which we have free will that means you have to accept bad things are going to happen because I'm not the only one with free will Hitler's going to have free will Saddam Hussein's going to have free will everyone Donald Trump's going to have free will Mother Teresa's going to have free will everyone's going to have free will the good bad and the ugly and my free will can create a worse monster right by, by, by abandoning my kids, getting kids out of wedlock, beating them when they're young, beating their mother in front of them, right? And you get a kid who's basically a monster. Most of these mass murderers have the same upbringing. So my free will produced another monster. So if we all want free will, you have to accept evil and don't get God involved. Now, on the other hand, if you want a perfect world, then you're ready to give up your free will, right? Okay, God, if I'm doing something wrong, interfere with me right now. So what is, what is the reality? It's something in the middle. Where Allah Ta'ala gives you free will, but he gives you a guidebook so that you willingly can follow. Okay? You can willingly. So you're not left all with mis- misguidance. You're given a guidebook. Use your free will in this manner. Avoid this. That's the middle ground between free will and God interfering with your life, which you don't want anyone interfering with your life. But you, then you want free will. But when you have free will, you complain about all these bad things happening. It doesn't work like this. You don't get it both ways. So the middle way is you have free will, but you also have a message. Okay, And that message tells you what to do and what not to do. Now it's up to you. If you don't do it, okay, that's your fault. You ignored the message. That's how it works. The submission
2: there is like the greatest act. Like the way you actually achieve greatness yeah. is through submission. right? And that's what the atheist doesn't understand. It's like... God has, has interfered and He's yeah. given you the path towards like, the greatest life that you can imagine.
0: And on top of that, by giving you the choice, He's given you the credit. That's the <laughs> name of Allah <laughs> al hamid right? Yeah. Because if no bad yeah. things happened in my life, I'm the boss and everything is perfect in my company. Why would I get credit if it's the government coming in and saying, no, 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 do this, don't do that, then why should I get any credit? So. But at least I get the image of credit and that's the name of Allah al hamid He praises you praises you for doing something that he told you to do
2: and he thanks you right Uh, yeah yes and he (laughs)
0: rewards you right as shakur which means his his thanks is his reward right He, he rewards you for it so that submission is something everyone does people don't like submission why do you want a god that has submission all right go on the street and let nobody submit to the traffic laws we call that bombay Right? And Cairo. Go to Bombay, go to Cairo, and there are memes for this. Where it's like it's like a simple four four lanes this way, four lanes that way. No one's following any rules. Everyone's U-turning whenever they want, left turning whenever they want. You don't like that you make fun of it, and you make a meme out of it. Because there's no submission. So we need a law and order. Okay? Order is the beauty of everything. There's like eclipses everywhere now, right? And it's like just because we can calculate it. That's how much order there is way out there in space where these things are spinning and rotating and revolving at speeds you can't even calculate. You can't even imagine the speed. But yet we're able to calculate exactly when the Earth is going to pass across the moon's or- orbit and the sun's orbit. And you can know, okay, right here in Argentina, there's going to be an eclipse on February, 24- on February 24th, 2025 at 11 p.m. Like, we can calculate it. Why? Order. Right? Complete order. So the atheist arguments, if you, the more you look at it, they are so fragile. They're so weak. That's why they're not addressed in the Quran, if you think about it. Like, it's not even worth addressing. There's no such word as atheist in the Quran in the first place. It's just somebody who is just being stubborn and, and throwing out childish excuses. And then he says, Well, a thiyab fa-tahir is physically and it's allegorically. It's tahir thiabaka min ash-shirk. From shirk. And that is tatheer aql To purify your intellect from shirk. And if you, you want to see something funny is um, New York Times put out an article about how invested the Argentinians were in getting Messi's championship and winning the World Cup. That they had a witch group, and they, they got together the night before to do hexes and t- to do all sorts of nonsense. And then I, uh, the picture was hilarious. It's like an altar with candles, Virgin Mary, Jesus, Diego Maradona. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> How does this make it? I think you got the wrong Maradona. The Madonna is supposed to be Virgin Mary. All right. So I mean, uh, it's stuff that makes no sense. And it's just stuff that is completely, and by the way, they won, they're going to take credit, right? See, the thing is with this, it's the, the thing is that either way, uh, if they won, they got credit. If they lose, they said, we didn't do enough, right? <laughs> so either way, they're going to have an outlet for that. But uh, And they said the same thing about Tom Brady. Oh, Giselle, she's with the witches, right? And she's withdrawn her powers. And I'm thinking, wait a second, they might be right, <laughs> right? Yeah, he's looking terrible, right? <laughs> they they said, the witches, they said, oh, John Brady's going to have his worst year of this career because Giselle's a witch, but she's a white witch. So she's withdrawn all of her whatever magic that she was doing for him. And that's why interceptions were happening in the fourth quarter. And that's why I come back from 28-3. I had nothing to do with Belichick working 24-7. Yeah. And it's the witches from Brazil uh, that are helping Giselle Bunchit. So these witches, it's all like... When you go that road, you're going a road of basically your life is by shooting darts and rolling dice. That's what is leads to a terrible life. That's why gambling is forbidden. Using chance in real life—that's the problem. There's only one time where chance is allowed: is something in situations where you have to distribute something. Like, who's going to come with me on a trip? I got one. I got two tickets, but I have five kids. Right? What's the only fair way to do it? is to roll to 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 cast lots lottery right and then the next time around lottery again and you're out of it because you already went once next trip lottery again and the second person comes and then in the third time he's out of it so so on and so forth that's the only time that lottery is allowed for us but chance lottery anything where human will and intellect is not involved so if the good things of life are not by chance they're by principles that are applied which are usually simple principles wake up before everyone else consult and read and learn and chances are you're going to start advancing beyond everyone else like if you want two simple principles of you're not successful in life wake up earlier and seek knowledge like you you want to win in whatever industry you're in study the people who succeeded study their biographies and apply their methods interview them contact them call them up I don't know how to start a business help me and then wake up before your competition does. That's why you're going to get success, not because hexes and witchcraft. Right, so... Uh,
2: or you can do a lot of dhikr, that also works. Do,
0: doing, a lot of, doing a lot of dhikr and seeking blessings is going to really power you off, and, and it's going to cause like amazing things to happen on top of that, on top of your asbab. So when... وَثِيَابَكَ uh, فَطَاهِرَ uh, it's also your intellect. Purify your intellect from shirk. And that's what we have to understand as shirk. It's, it's, your, it's uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the ibadah of Allah, there's no chance involved. It's not by luck. And this idolatry and witchcraft and all this superstition uh, of these other faiths, people want to believe in something, but it's ohem. There's no proof for any of that stuff. And Allah ta'ala never commands us to do anything without proof. His own existence. He says, Look around. Find evidence. Why does Allah says, "Look around, al Mulk. Look, then look again. Find any flaws to see proof of His existence. Look also means look at the seerah of the Prophet. Tell me that this is not an uh, honest and truthful person. Look at the Quran for proof. And then once Allah, you know that Allah exists, then you could submit easily. Okay. So that's the Tathir of the intellect from shirk. And purifying it with Tawheed. tashir of the heart from all of its diseases, tashir of the of the of the body from sins, and tashir purification of the garment from najasa. Actually, physically, uh, purification from najasa. That's something that's not that's not all allegorical. We physically purify our our theeb th- from najasa. Okay. What else you got, Ammar? مِنَ Many ayat of um, the way, the way of, of paganism is a way of superstition, of believing in things that have absolutely no basis in intellect or observation. And that's when the atheists say, wait, hold on a second, you're saying Allah, well, the Aztecs had a god. How do I know all these gods? Everyone had a god. Yeah, but those gods, there is no basis for their existence in neither intellect nor observation. That's the big difference. So they're not uh, equal. Spaghetti monster, as one atheist group calls their God, right, to make fun of faith. But there there is a big difference. One of them, we can go point by point why is completely rational. And the only rational conclusion is that this world had a living maker, right? We won't know his name except through prophethood. We won't know about the soul, the afterlife, what he wants from us. His other attributes only can come from prophethood. But intellect alone, clearly, this world is made. There's no way you could tell me that this camera and this light, you believe, came about through knowledge and will and power, right? Mm -hmm. Knowledge, will, power, and wisdom too, like it has a function. It doesn't function underwater. It's supposed to function here. It has a clear function. It's not to satisfy your stomach. It has a clear function, Mm -hmm. and you have to put it in its place. That's wisdom. Mm -hmm. And then yet, you don't believe that the eye, which is another lens, right, is, is made, is a result of the very same qualities, knowledge, wisdom, will, power, right, or a light bulb and the sun. So, you can't possibly not recognize the, that analogy. If you do, we would say you're just, you're playing dumb, right? You're, you're playing dumb, okay? So... Uh, someone who believes that a camera just came about after a million years and the parts assembled themselves, you need to be put in a mental hospital, right? Either you're, you're playing dumb or you need to be put in a mental hospital. If you truly believe that, you need to be put in a mental hospital. Otherwise, that belief just becomes symbolic for your tribe and and your end, result, and your end goal, right? Like, I don't, truly don't believe that anyone believes it, genuinely believes that a transgender woman is a woman. But they say that phrase because it symbolizes a tribe. In the same way, Abu Jahl it was not a dummy. There's no way he believed these idols created the world. But it's a symbol for his tribe and his party and their motives. That became symbolic for that. And maybe some fools of the laymen, some ignorant people, they looked up to their leaders, saw the leaders bowing to the idol, and actually believed right, that this is true. No person with a brain would actually believe that's true. So, and that's the basic sociology of paganism when you look at ridiculous beliefs and they were upheld by the societies. They were upheld by the leadership as a way to keep order, to, to maintain a narrative, to right. maintain a power structure. And that's all it was. Like, that's, that's how it worked. This, most of these beliefs today are the same. Transgenderism, atheism, e- probably even, it's more sophisticated, but even evolution to a degree, Right. So if evolution took so many millions of years, why aren't there gray areas? Like, where's the gap between humans and apes? If they came from the same origin, why did they so crisply part ways, right? Where's the middle between the saber-toothed tiger and the regular tiger? Where's the middle between the platypus and the next animal up? Like, there's no middle. There's, like, rigid lines between the species. And there's not even proof of a middle. Like, what's the proof of a middle category? All the Neanderthal man stuff is made up. There's not real evidence. Okay, the bo- the skull was different, so?
1: I think they said uh, that bears came from orca whales or something. Bears what? <laughs> I was reading this book, like the one that I got yesterday, and it said, like, I was skimming it, but I think it said that they say that bears came from orca whales. It's absurd. No, 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 um, Completely I, absurd. I just finished biology with bio one, and they yeah. said... Uh, They were saying something about how everyone's going to turn to crabs in millions of years. (laughs) It's insane. (laughs) Like, we're going to regress? (laughs) Yeah, something (laughs) like that. It's like
0: using those trophic levels. I don't know, something like that. Well, (laughs) well, tell me something. If we all, like, uh, everyone evolved from everything, but those animals are stronger. We got weaker. The human being is physically the weakest, (laughs) right? So why isn't it that we, we maintained the physical brute strength of the gorilla or the ape or whatever, or of the Neanderthal man, and developed our brain at the same time that would say okay well everything is better right mm-hmm. so you are it is actually survival of the fittest and though the strongest are mating with the strongest but why is it that one organ is getting better the skin is weak the uh our digestive system extremely weak mm-hmm. like why do we why at what point did we have to suddenly cook our food yeah. like why did the digestive system devolve to become weaker Life would be a lot easier if I could pick up a squirrel and bite right it. Why are our teeth weaker? Why are our jaws weaker? Right?
2: It continues to get weaker. You know? Now it has to be gluten free. I know. Have, like, you
0: can't, and you that can't have your
2: probiotics has that. To totally. Bite, you know?
0: You know, so, so your your macro theory of survival of the fittest and things just getting stronger as they go along, it's not it doesn't match actually everyday lived life. When I got kids, who if you blow on them they cry, if you touch them he gets an anxiety attack. Right. I had a tenant the other day. He ignored me, right? I tried to sell the place. He refused to open the door for the agents. I was pissed. I got a. I got a. a, a I sent him a letter from my lawyer, just so the lawyer could be happy. And I don't believe in those routes. My route, Romeo. I got to bring Romeo on the podcast someday. He's a bouncer, right? And I sent him on Cash App fifty bucks. On cash app. And I said, here's the address. I need you there. Right. And I said, just tell me what you're going to do. He said, nothing illegal, but don't ask any more questions. Right. And he said, I've influenced people to uh, pay rent in Newark, New Jersey, where Mm. these guys got, got guns and stuff. Right. And so he says, I'm an influencer, right, <laughs> of a different kind. That's like his brand. An influencer of a different, he said, I will get the job done for you. You will get your, what you're asking for. And, but he couldn't find them. Like, they were never home. So I was just fuming. Now, fast forward a month, what goes around comes around, right? And it's the beauty when you see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala support you. Contacts me, begging. The hot water doesn't work, right? I'm not picking up the phone. Text messages after text, emails, please, the hot water doesn't work. I'm not answering, right? You didn't answer me in my time of need. I wanted to sell the place, right? You didn't answer me in my time of need. You're going to learn a lesson. They took cold showers for one month. One month. And I answered him after the second week. Plus, I had been satisfied enough, right?
2: (laughs) He learned the lesson. Yeah, he learned his lesson.
0: (laughs) And when when he called me, he said... I just had to take my brother uh, to, the, uh, uh, to the hospital. Why? He had an anxiety attack. For what? Because he had to take the cold showers for two weeks. So what the heck? <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> what in the world is this? Right? What kind of tough guy is this? So, uh, and by the time the plumber comes and checks out the water heater at two weeks and then orders it and then installs it, another two weeks pass. So one month of cold showers, Right? I said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah saw that I was oppressed and I couldn't get my rights. Even through Romeo, I couldn't get my rights. Okay, but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brought them to their knees. And I thank Allah ta'ala for that. Right, so, uh, why is it that the individual species, supposedly, this macro theory, we're supposed to be evolving. Why are we devolving in certain ways and evolving in like, our, our brains, I think, in terms of the, what we're outputting in the world, technology, is adv- advancing, mm-hmm. right? I mean, we're now soon going to have the whole world by Starlink is going to be on Wi-Fi. There's no such thing as, hey, what's the Wi-Fi password? That's going to be done with. There is no more, where's my charger? It's all going to be solar charged. It's amazing. Now, that's just the foundation. What are you going to do with that now? Yeah. That's the foundation of the new world that we're going to be headed to. Right, where no one ever has to worry about powering up their phone or getting Wi-Fi. Then you get a currency, a, 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 a cyber currency, that everyone's going to have access to. You're going to have a whole new world and new opportunities. I don't always look at it negatively. Look at it positively, right? People in Africa now, where nowadays they, like majority of people in India and Africa do not have bank accounts. Right. Well, with, with cyber currency, whatever you want to call it, what do they call it? A mobile wallet. Mobile wallets, right? He doesn't need any yeah, of that. Mobile all banking he, and whatnot. Yeah. Mobile banking. He doesn't need any of this. He doesn't need to. Uh, oh, bring your uh, driver's license. They don't have driver's license. They don't have IDs. They don't know when they were born. It's all
2: connected via telephone number. Like forty. That's all you the, need. Forty percent of the like the mobile payment market, yeah. India, Africa, and these locations. Yeah. It's all via your telecom provider. Yeah. They've moved into that space. That's See, what it is. You have a phone number. You got a bank account.
0: That's now. everything. And now on top of that, when Musk. Uh, uh, totally revolutionizes the phone where you you are as soon as you own this item you are connected to Wi-Fi permanently and you never have to charge it right it's solar charged You're, you're giving people opportunities who never had opportunities before right
1: I love when my phone is dead <laughs> it's, a, it's a great excuse. It's it, unfortunately, yo, you didn't you didn't, you
0: didn't my we will yo. not have. Unfortunately, we will not have. Um, we will not have excuses anymore. That's the problem. You know that kids are kids are really mischievous.
2: Well, right. Kids are
0: mischievous. I, I get my kids all every movement of my kids in school is on an app here. It's called Schoology. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. every movement. Every movement. And not only that, I get daily text messages of every little thing that in the kindergarten, what they're doing, right? Oh, here your son's eating a pizza. Oh, your son is taking a picture with his friends. Boom. And it's almost like, I actually feel bad for the kids. They can't hide anything anymore.
2: There's no privacy.
0: Yeah, they can't hide anything anymore. If you get a 65, I know before you know, right? And in my day, you could actually screw up royally and make up for it, and no one will ever know.
1: And it's working for me in college, though. Yeah. I still can hide it.
0: Yeah, you can hide it Oh, from your parents. Yeah, yeah because, because they deal with you kid. as an adult, right?
1: I, I guess so, yeah.
0: There, there used to be something called, you got lower than a 70, your parent has to sign this. Ooh, that's scary. Okay, I'll go sign it myself, right? That's how you... Know yeah. yeah.
1: Before these, this one kid, Zach, in my bus, he was like the guy, like... He knew how to forge Oh, it. he forged a signature.
2: <laughs> he's like the artist. guy that didn't have the academic smarts, he's taught the street smarts.
0: You have to develop the street exactly. smarts, right?
2: But now you're not academically smart. You're just dumb. <laughs> you t- can't be street smart. No, you can't this, be. You're competing with this technology.
0: You're actually dumbing down the kids, right? Because they can't get out of a jam. There's no getting out of a oh, jam. The yes, spotlight's yeah. on you 24-7.
2: These, you speak to these, like you see these 10, like, 10-year-old like ten kids?
0: No, them. they don't have any street <laughs> smarts. So the, uh, the, the, the the other thing used to be progress reports. Oh, he talks too much in class. Boom. What did they do? Mail it to your house. So I can't get the mail first, right? (laughs) I get home before my parents do. I get the mail every day. They not see one progress report, not one, right? And then they get, uh, now you shouldn't get progress reports in high school. Like that's sort of silly in my opinion. Talking in class, that stuff is middle school. But then they say, oh, your parents have to sign it. Okay, so big deal. I sign it, right? And put it there. Uh, so not there's no more and kids are in trouble these days segment number four is over let's go to segment number five and before that if you want to join uh support the podcast at patreon.com forward slash safina society and take our arcview classes at arcview.org take plenty of classes pre-record everything is there we're only going to take 10 questions because we got to go to intro to Maliki Fiqh, and then I have an appointment at 4.30, okay, um, uh, at Efe's, and I have to meet a sister there for lunch, but she's my relative. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> she's my mahram, right? So if you all go past by Efe's, oh, Dr. Shadi having lunch with a sister. It's my mahram, okay? I'm allowed to. I have to say that out loud so that uh, none I'm of the... Yeah, so that nobody goes and, and, and says, oh, he's taking lunch with his sister? Yeah, it's my mahram. I'm allowed to. So, uh, all right, here we go. Opinion on the clear Qur'an by Mustafa Khattab. I heard good things about it, but I didn't read it.
2: I was actually reading, I was comparing Sheikh Nus translation yep. to like a bunch of different Qur'anic translations. Yep. I think it's the most similar to the clear Qur'an. Mm. From like a very cursory analysis, yeah. it looks like the Qur'an and Sheikh Noor's translation is like the most similar. Okay, good. That's good. I think that means good things for the Qur'an. I, I, that
0: that's very good for them because I want to see how he translates the um Yeah. And I want to see in the Dina Islam. The religion in the sight of Allah is submission. Really? I didn't know there was a religion called submission. <laughs> Is there such a religion? So what if I submit to? Submit generally, that's the religion of Allah. A religion needs to tell me what to believe and what to do. What's my reward? What's my threat? Like a contract. That's a religion. It did not Allah call the deen a mithaq? A contract, an oath. So what do I have to do? What do I not have to do? What do I get back? And if I screw up, what's my punishment? That's what's in a, in a contract. So I, it's such a cop-out to, to please other religions that say... Um, uh, the religion in the sight of Allah is submission Khadija Asif can non-Muslim enter a masjid if they do do not in the Madiki school but if the masjid serves as multiple purposes then they can so if the masjid becomes a community center then they can I got that from Sheikh Zuhair when I asked him why is it that the Madiki school does not allow a kafir in the masjid because so he said that and that's the case in Morocco you go knocking on a masjid you can't go in Right, so um, it's because that's the madiki ruling on that, they can't go into the masjid, and so which is not a problem. You go to Egypt, they don't let hijabis in clubs go right. So, uh, why, why are you so upset about that? So, they're so upset, it's like you, you don't have taqwa anyway. Why you don't break? Why are you worried? Right, oh, this is your discriminating discriminating against what something you don't want, right? And, and in your clubs, get, get a niqabi and a bearded brother. With an 18-year-old and older, 18 and older, go go to a, a club, see if anyone lets you in. They're not going to let you in to ruin the, the, the vibe, yeah. right? So they don't let you in. In Egypt, five-star restaurants where in the tourist areas of Egypt, like Sharm el-Sheikh, you have a beard and your wife has hijab, you're not going in, right? Mm. They will not let you in, okay? A beard like yours, like it's clean and crisp, it looks, you could pass, a CEO has that type of beard, right? Lawyers might have that type of beard in America non-believers yet you go in if you're a Muslim and you're brown and you're clearly a Muslim and you're having it for the purpose of Islam they don't let you in you're not even a woman in hijab you're a man with a beard I won't let you in so uh, but if the masjid has multiple purposes because he said the mosque of the Prophet ﷺ has multiple purposes so it w- they were let in on that ground and for Khadija Asif's question they don't have to make wudu. their wudu is not valid right their wudu is not valid. Uh, wudu of non believer does not mean to make wudu. So, in other madhabs or in the madiki school, if the masjid is multiple purposes, then, then they can enter, yes. Maham says, I was stopped from going to live music lounge in Dubai. SubhanAllah. Well, They, they, they forbid the wrong for you, right? Alhamdulillah <laughs> <laughs> for that, right? I'm going to text these guys. Hey, listen. The, the, all these Muslims ruining uh, the vibe. Don't let them in the concerts, right? And that's the, probably the best way to get all the kids from stop going to concerts and clubs, yes, right? Honestly. Yeah. Right? Hey, listen, well, I'm, a, I'm a big user. I don't want to mention my name. I leave big tips at the bar. But I'm not coming if you keep letting the Muslims in, right? I'm
2: scared, though, actually, if by doing that because... They might just take the hijab off, honestly. <laughs> like oh, man. that's a problem. That's a real just, problem. <laughs> just, okay, yeah, not a problem. <laughs> this t-
0: Melody me says, <laughs> <laughs> Melody says, I work for um, a Maryland Anderson Cancer Center, and I have to work with male patients. It's its medical reason. Is it allowed? Uh, I use gloves. It could be, Allahu A'lam, <laughs> but that it, there, if it's something that's impossible for you to get out of, I talk it to a lot of of oncologists, not a lot, but a couple of oncologists, um, and they just they just do it, and try to avoid it as much as possible. So, I haven't seen anyone ever say that you have to leave the profession because you may see a male patient or a female patient. Muhammad says, on a serious note, please make job not afflicted by Shaitan. Make may Allah remove this influence from my body. I Amin, mean, and for everyone else I mean. who is like that. Um, C.E. Mu'mina says, "Is it true I heard costuming money is haram because it's najasa? What is ha- costuming money? Consuming many, consuming many, consuming many is not just it's it's not semen. Is not haram? Um, it's not najis in the shafii school. Why?
2: Because anything that leaves the human body is pure. Or not just that because <laughs> so even urine is." Not
0: because, no, the many, only semen in the Shafi school. Why? They don't hold it najis because it's the essence of what the human is. And Allah says, we have ennobled the human being, so he will not derive from najasa, right? But mevi, pre-seminal fluid, is Najis in the Shafi school because that's not what you're made of, right? That's a lubricant, okay? The natural lubricants of male and female is najas. But the, the semen itself in the Madiky school... Uh, in the Shafi'i school, is not najis, because that's what the human being is made of. So, and they have other evidences. But in the Hanafi and Madaki school, they consider it najis, and the proof is that the Prophet used to wash it off. Right? If it was ever came on his garment, he wash it off. Before the salon, they say, we used to see that it was wet. And so, but consuming many, it, even if we took the Shafi'i, we would have to say that it is from the disgusting things and is not and, and Allah limited food to what is pure, right? Mm-hmm. Allah says it's permissible for you to consume what is pure. And it's not a normal thing, and it may be a humiliation of a woman, right? It may be humiliating to a woman. If and it may be a culture that someone comes in with, uh, that that if it's a culture, that's one thing, but we would say that that may be a urf that's mulga a custom so if there's a, let's say there's a custom and this is a getting a bit gross here but for the sake of knowledge and discussing these matters because sharia has an answer to everything let's say a woman who gets who was from that culture where they do that now she enters islam and she wants to continue this practice right mm-hmm. then we would say about that that okay it's then rules it's not nejas and that it's a cult custom that you should get out of your life soon because it's not something that's acceptable in Islam that you consume semen. Okay.
1: So then would you still get sin for it?
0: We would well the, the non the person who's converting it to Islam, sometimes you give them a buffer of a period of time. Yeah. And can we say it's sinful? Um, probably by ijtihad. There's a big difference between sinful by a ruling that's clear in the Quran and sinful by us trying to make a judgment. And on top of that, if they're a convert, and they would just give them a buffer of time, right? And they would have to follow the shafii school on this, that it's pure. Okay. Um, Nick Scott, how are we supposed to look at the punishment for lutz? They get the punishment of Zina. Okay. Is it supposed to be punished by death? If they do think it in public, and their penetration is witnessed in public by witnesses then they get the punishment of the adulterer and the fornicator, right? The adulterers, the, forn- uh, the difference is that a fornicator is single. An adulterer is married. That's the difference. And the, uh, the, the, the had punishment of the fornicator is lashes, and the had punishment in, uh, for the adulterer is rajim stoning. Okay? And um, I, uh, the liberals... Say it's immoral. Not only is stoning, you may think it's immoral, uh, it will end your life too. So, you, the least you should, oh, I'm getting stoned. This is immoral. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't worry about being immoral. You're going <laughs> to die, right? You should worry about, oh, you're going to die. So, don't go to an Islamic country and, for, and adulterate. I don't care what you think. I don't, you think I like stoning? You're not supposed to like it. It's punishment, right? Only in the West is the punishment supposed to be nice and fuzzy, right? That's why you don't know how to raise people. Your kids aren't raised. You guys grew up raised. You know when you see a kid in class talk about it to the teacher, man, that kid never got hit, right? 100%. That kid never got hit. That kid is not raised, right? How's he alive? Yeah, how are you? I would be dead if I, talked, if I got caught talking to the teacher like that, right? So uh, no worries. Liberals, say whatever you want. Don't come to our country. By the way, no one stoned anymore. No one's been stoned for seven hundred years, right? But uh, don't come to our countries and break the laws. Simple. I don't need you to like it. So, call it inhumane, Universal Declaration of Human Rights, whatsoever you want. All right. Don't go. Don't go to Afghanistan. Okay. Whatever it is. Okay. How's that? I, I, so funny. Uh, one of these liberal said, I am never allowing since the Taliban take over, for my daughter to ever go to Afghanistan. Really? There, there's that on your list. Uh, Disney World, California, Hawaii, Tora Bora. <laughs> really? Oh, too bad. You got to cross it out. Like you were, the Afghanis don't want to go to Afghanistan, right? Who wants to ever want to It's like, oh, be a poor baby. You can't go and take a vacation in Afghanistan anymore by the way they don't want you in your country i don't want you in their country I, I love them oh taliban blah 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 Afghanis in general i love them okay and whatever they're doing there's a there's a, like a I, I don't know what they're doing in detail but in general they're pious muslims i don't know what they're doing in detail in general i'm with general pious muslims you don't like it good click off the tv the the, the youtube channel and go somewhere else yes they were
2: they were actually authorized by the even the Turkish i'm at they like stamped it as like this yes
0: yeah. um, i'm saying in general yeah they're pious practicing muslims i don't have to agree with everything they do i won't i probably may not even want to live there but they're still my muslim brothers
2: there was right? a there was an irish reporter that went to afghanistan she's speaking with the afghani uh spokesman yeah um she was asking him about this uh, specific. She's like, "Oh, you know, when you went to the Netherlands, some of the Afghani's in the ne- like living in the Netherlands, yeah. they were not happy with the fact that the Netherlands was negotiating with Afghanistan. Oh, okay. So these are, you know, these guys are oppressors. You know, these, yeah. they don't have human rights and all this nonsense." He's like, he's, They're like, oh, we're Afghani's, and this is not what Afghanistan." Yeah. He's like, "You look at the way they dress. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do they look like Afghani's to you? Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> like, this is their dress is symbolic of the fact that they're not
0: Afghani at That's all true. on the inside." Tell me something, name one country in the world where the government outright tells you we submit to Allah and that's what we're going for. I don't care if they get it right or wrong, to be honest with you, like I care about that. But zoom out, will you? Just zoom out for a second. What other group of people, they will tell you that, right? And say it as a nation, we're all in on this. So you say, oh, they got it all wrong and you wouldn't want your daughter to live there. Fine, that doesn't have no problem. I probably would not live there myself. It's not my culture. In the macro sphere of things, they are telling they are the only group of people who are telling you that we're with Allah and His Prophet and we're going with the Hanafi of That's our law. All right. One sunnah. So they have my respects. And you're liberal, don't want your daughter to go there. I don't want your daughter to go there. And I don't want you going there. Don't don't soil them <laughs> don't, and ruin <laughs> these people. Uh, so anyone who brings me oh look at this video they they beat a woman they oppressed a woman i didn't say i agree with everything they're doing Mm -hmm. right but they're generally in general they get credit for their uh effort and their um courage to say we stand with god and his prophet ce mu'mana says i remember mentioning that you said oral contact is haram no that's not true Oral contract uh, contact in, uh, in, in when people are in intimacy, it's the the mevi, the pre seminal fluid that is haram. That's what you have to avoid ingesting. The uh, ingesting the male or fem, female uh, lubricant fluid, which is pre seminal fluid, that is what you must avoid. But the oral by itself is not. That's not haram. There's no uh, prohibition uh, on contacting any part of your spouse's body it's just the pre-seminal fluid that sexual lubricant that is nudges so you cannot consume that intentionally all right we actually have to go believe it or not okay slave king says i'm afghani we've been in war for 50 years okay uh no (laughs) yeah i mean these, these 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 liberals saying i'm never going to afghanistan we don't want you to go Right, they don't want you either. You think they're they're losing out on anything? Right, I bet you your neighbors don't even like you. Okay, these li- these liberals are just too much. They're just always whining about something. Okay, Lily Rose, she like she said, like I said, okay, the little girl's school got closed down. I don't agree with that. Right, I would run things very differently. Right, I would run things very. People would be very happy. Right, if I ran that place, I would love one day to run a city a country just give me a city right okay just give me a city no one's going to have the linkedin uh uh, page that we have for our country i'm going to hire the best architects and i'm going to hire lashers right
2: (laughs) the best lashers and the best architects (laughs) Uh, it's going to be
0: it's going to be a beautiful city and people who act up will pay the price there's going to be law and order in this place you will pay did the Prophet so I said him said keep your mouth clean? It's the place of the Quran. No, they, or, the oral matter has been discussed from the ancient times, and it is permitted. Uh, I'm from India. What is a maslak? I guess a maslak is a madhab, school of thought. Poetic neph's. I'm Afghani. We support our right for self determination. We never wanted, don't want to see the West involved in our business. Maslak, but they call it a madhab. Yeah.
2: I think it, in, in Urdu specifically, it might return like. Refer to, no, no, sorry. It refers to one specific ma- matter. Yeah. Like a, a furu'i matter. Oh, a fur'i matter.
0: Yeah. A question. A mas'ala. Yeah. Mas'ala. Exactly. Okay.
2: That's. Yeah.
0: Probably. <sighs> oh, Sophia is waiting for a question. Let's see. Dua of Musa. What is, what is Sophia's question waiting for? No, I mean she's oh. The class is waiting. All right, let's go. Uh, intro to Maliki Fik. Subhanakallahum behamdik. Neshadu wa la ilahe la ente. Astaghfiru wa natubu uleyk. Wal asr innal insana la fiyo khusr illa alladzine amanu aminu assalihaat. Wa tawasubil haqq wa tawasubil sabr. We gotta go. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.